This week on episode 52, I am devoting the entire show to the awesomeness that are the March movies coming out this year, from the craziness that is the Belco experiment to the superhero farewell of Logan. It is awesome on top of awesome, so let's get things going. Beginning on that out podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2... One. Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am, of course, your host, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out, and this is the show where I share my little twists on things and my little view of the whole big blue marble we live in. And this week I'm avoiding some of the weird stuff and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna nerd out about movies a little bit. And of course in recommended listening, keeping with the movie theme, I'm jumping back into the Sans Pants Radio Vault for movie maintenance. Okay, like I said, I'm seriously I'm I've just been like kind of in awe of the awesomeness that is the grouping of movies coming out this March. Uh and the more I looked at it, the more like, I, I'm a movie nerd. I don't talk about it as much because I don't get to see as many movies as I like. It's just kind of a side effect of working nights and having four kids and all those fun little bits. But with that being said, I just like every week for the whole month, it's like another awesome movie, another awesome movie, another awesome movie. And I just, I don't know. I had to nerd out a little bit. Sometimes I do that. And hell, it's giving me a theme, because lately I've been having themes, so what the hell? So, without further ado, let's just jump in. So, I said March. I'm going to backtrack a couple of weeks, because some of these just came out and some haven't yet, but I'm going to go actually back into February a little bit, and February 24th, with Get Out which is the the direct writing directorial debut of Jordan Peele. If you don't know uh, him by name, it's Jordan. It's uh, from Key and Peele, the sketch comedy guy. Um, really funny guy, horror movie fanatic. And so once they kind of broke off from the whole comedy thing and doing their show, like he wrote and directed a horror movie. And... So let's jump in with that. You got your toothbrush? Check. You have your deodorant? Check. You have your cozy clothes? Got that. What? Do they know I'm black? Should they? You might wanna, you know. Mom and Dad, my black boyfriend will be coming up this weekend. I just don't want you to be shocked that he's a black man. (laughs) I ain't never seen you like this before, bruh. Meet family Taking road trips, don't come back all bougie, man. Come back, get your damn pants up to your damn stomach. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys coming up from the city? Yeah, we're just heading up for the weekend. Can I see your license, please? He wasn't driving. I didn't ask who was driving. I asked to see his ID. Call me Dean and hungry, my man. So how long has this been going on, this this thing? We hired Georgina and Walter to help care for my parents. 
When they died, I couldn't bear to let them go. Do you smoke in front of my daughter? I'm gonna quit. She'd take care of that for you. How? Hypnosis. I'm good, actually. Are you ready for this? I'm back in B. So look, I go do my research. Apparently, a whole bunch of brothers been missing in this suburb. But it's cool. Bro, how are you not scared of this, man? Couldn't see no brother around here. Chris was just telling me how he felt much more comfortable with my being here. Get out. Sorry, man. Get out! Yo! Bros, we gotta go. Is everything okay? Bros, the keys. Just get the keys. I don't know where they are. Rose! Sink into the floor. Wait, 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 wait. Sink. Mom, it's a terrible thing to waste. Terrible thing to waste. If there's too many white people, I get nervous. <laughs> no. Okay, so I honestly don't know anything about Jordan Peele. I listened to the Nerdist episode where he where they were kind of talking about the movie, and I guess he's just kind of an old school horror fan, and he worked a lot of kind of his favorite little bits into this movie. I know nothing about this movie other than it does have a lot of racial overtones in it, but it's not like beat you over the head with the racist stuff, but it's essentially... Well, let's not essentially. Let's read. Uh, let's see. Now that Chris and his girlfriend Rose have reached the meet the parents milestone of dating, she invites him for a weekend getaway with upstate with Missy and Dean. Uh, looks like her parent. At first, uh, Chris reads the family's overly accommodating behavior as nervous attempts to deal with their daughter's interracial relationship. But as the weekend progresses, a series of increasingly disturbing discoveries lead him to a truth that he could never have imagined. It's just creepy ass movie, and the trailer is just creepy as hell. And the more I look at it, I'm like, crap, I want to see this. But I honestly this it's it just looks like a it's an original story. It's an original idea. And that's what I'm kind of liking. It's just it gets you in like I, I love horror movies and so getting to see something that's different it's not a slasher it's not a ghost story i mean so much has been done i mean really we're in kind of an era where everything has been done whether it's a song or a movie or everything's been done so it's a kind of a fresh idea even if it does go back on a lot of tropes i mean intentionally because he's kind of you know calling back to his a horror past and things that in movies he grew up watching, but it's still, it's, it's a new idea. It's a new thing. And it's being done by somebody who with no horror history, you know, officially with a relatively unknown, like lead cast. So 
I think I really want to see it. I think it's going to be a blast. I'm probably not going to get to see it until it comes out on DVD or possibly on Netflix or something, but I'm definitely, I definitely want to get to see this one soon as soon as possible, which, and if you hadn't caught on, I'm going this chronologically. So let's see last week, this just this past weekend, actually March 3rd, we had the ending to what is essentially really the ending to the original X-Men series because they did the first X-Men trilogy. They did the kind of second X-Men trilogy with first class and days of futures past and uh, apocalypse. And throughout that, they've done the Wolverine trilogy. And this is the big final send off for Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine. And Every review that's come out about this has been amazing. They're just saying this is finally the Wolverine movie that needed to be made. It's an amazing send off for the character and for Hugh Jackman. And I'm, I'm again, really want to see that every movie that I'm going through are, are these, like these are the ones that I'm really excited for. And you might call me on my, you know, call me a nerd for some of these, but here is Logan. Hello? You know, you gotta pay for that, right? Hey, come on. Not okay! We got ourselves an X-Men fan. Maybe a quarter of it happened. And not like this. In the real world, people die. Logan. I don't want to talk about it. Logan. Just stop. Be careful. I need the girl. What girl? Go get it. No. 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 And we're down. She's like you. Very much like you. I am not whatever it is you think I am. She needs our help. Someone will come along. Someone has come along. This is what life looks like. People who love each other. A home. You should take a moment. Feel it. You still have time. Okay, I'm going to admit, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, unfortunately, uh, diminish my nerd cred. Eh, somewhat. I have not seen the last two X-Men movies, but I have actually seen every other one. I have not seen the second Wolverine. I have not seen X-Men Apocalypse. All that I know is that Hugh Jackman is Wolverine, and he is awesome, and this movie looks awesome. 
and you know following the old man's Logan storyline where he's basically dying. And the X-Men and almost all the other mutants are mutants. All the other mutants are gone. And it's it's very much kind of a they've they they've described it as kind of a western um where he's basically been chased by his daughter or not daughter, he's being chased because some guys are after what amounts to his daughter, who's a girl who was cloned from his DNA. And yeah, and it's a it's very I just want to see it. I I love and he's it, it's Wolverine. Wolverine is one of the most awesome badass characters ever in comics or movies or anything and Hugh Jackman has made this part. I it it goes without saying eventually they're going to make another movie with Wolverine. Somebody else is going to have to take up being Wolverine, but for now it's gonna. It's got to be a while because people aren't gonna, are gonna reject a uh, a Wolverine too soon after retiring Hugh Jackman. But it's it's. I want to see it. I just I want to see it. I know I'm not going to. Again, kids, wife, wife's not a nerd. I don't have anybody nerdy to watch this movie with. Again, time, all those fun things, but. It's, it's, and uh, all the reviews are just saying this is the movie they should have been making the whole time. That an R rated Wolverine movie was kind of necessary. And it's R rated half for language because there is some profanities. Like there's like the Red Band trailer where Professor Xavier is like, I'm fucking 90. Because, and even Patrick Stewart has said he's very likely to retire. And somebody said, like, hang up the wheelchair for this movie after this movie that it's just kind of become a good end point for both of them for just the original all the x-men to just bow out of the series uh, but it's just i it's just a great way to wrap up the damn near 20 years of x-men and i'm i'm I'm, I want to see it. Ah, I'm a nerd. Okay. I want to see every single one of these movies. I'm probably going to sit there and nerd out and whine that I can't see them until DVDs and Netflix. But rolling on through now is this is actually coming into this Friday, March 10th of 2017. For those of you listening off into future land, we have Kong Skull Island, which is like a soft reboot remake restart twist on the King Kong story. Whereas they just had the, uh, was it uh, 2010? I think was where they did Peter Jackson did King Kong, which is a very different King Kong, much more almost like a, just almost a straight remake of the original movie back from the fifties, the stop motion and all that they did just a kind of a modern, you know, computer age version of King Kong this is being set up in the legendary uh, monsters movie, like legendary films, monster universe, where it's all kind of the overshrouding of the Monarch Corporation, which was introduced back in 2014's Godzilla. And this is setting up where the legendary Godzilla was the largest Godzilla ever. This King Kong is the largest King Kong ever. And it is kind of established in the trailers and everything that this is only like a teenage Kong. I think he's, 
I think uh, Godzilla was somewhere to three to four hundred feet tall in the last movie. And again, which is taking place now, this King Kong takes place in the 70s with a teenage Godzilla who is apparently somewhere in the 100-foot range. Did I say teenage Godzilla? Teenage King Kong. I don't know. I'm not listening back right now. But yeah, teenage Kong in the 100-foot range with on Skull Island when he's just initially discovered by an expedition from the Monarch Corporation. And they are... They're after Kong. That's just kind of it. So, here we go. And this is the most recent King Kong. An uncharted island. Let me list all the ways you're going to die. Rain, heat, disease-carrying flies. And we haven't started on the things that want to eat you alive. We'll double that. Plus a bonus if we make it back. If... In this dirty old part of the city Where the sun refuses to shine Is that a monkey? live below us i call them skull crawlers why because it sounds neat okay look i just made that name up i'm trying to scare you i'm fine calling them that are you cool with it yeah that, that seems like a i good, like that seems the name like a... Run! I don't think I could be there's very few movies right now that I'm more excited for than than Skull Island and the listening to the trailer it sounds epic and it's it's a very well crafted trailer in that they make it it's one of those where they kind of sync up the action of the trailer with the uh the music going on very well done trailer I do not foresee any way for this trailer to be misleading that it's like the trailer is making this movie out more epic than it is because there's so much monster fighting, which is just like one of the hallmarks of, of a King Kong movie. It's King Kong fighting other monsters and dinosaurs and stuff on skull Island. And these, these skull crawlers, as they call them just look 
evil as shit. And there's some clips there in the trailer. And all, and again, all the trailers are going to be, I have posted up on, on the show notes at odddadout.blogspot.com. You can check them out there. But this trailer in particular, you've got King Kong fighting two and three of these skull crawler things at a time. And it just ends with Kong picking a, ripping a tree out of the ground, stripping the branches off with one, you know, hand and, you know, makeshift baseball bat, you know, snapping it in half across a skull crawler's face fucking great it is so awesome and it just if you were not excited for this movie before that that scene should make just that little like 10 seconds at the end of the trailer should make you excited for this movie because it's just so badass because and i'm just again going back to godzilla i'm i'm a more of a godzilla person but that's because i've always felt like king kong was poorly depicted he was always all the previous versions of king kong especially interacting with godzilla were poorly animated or poorly done and i just wasn't a fan i've always been more of a godzilla person Eh. this makes king kong fucking awesome and i don't have a side in this fight now that's where i'm at but it's all shaping up for uh, king kong versus godzilla in 2020 which i'm really excited for now this King Kong looks awesome. I loved that. I, whatever people say, I liked the last Godzilla movie. You know, people bitch about, oh, it didn't only have 11 minutes of Godzilla in the entire two hours. Like, yeah, you look back on most old Godzilla movies. It was mostly people talking and it usually, I mean, it, it was exactly what a Godzilla movie was just made by an American studio. So that was, uh, Skull Island. And now we are getting into next week. For March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. We actually got two coming up next week that I'm looking forward to. And first off, I'm actually going to skip and and flip these. We have the Belko Experiment, which is kind of a, it's another horror movie that is real, it just looks really freaky. I'm going to, let's read the official plot here and see. The Belco experiment explores a twisted social experiment in which a group of 80 Americans are locked in their high-rise corporate office in Bogota and ordered by an unknown voice on the intercom system to participate in a deadly game of kill or be killed. Um, it's been described as the corporate purge. If you're familiar with the purge and, you know, like go free, you know, go loose and kill indiscriminately because that's the rules. Um, that's what this kind of seems like. So here we go with the trailer for the Belco experiment. Belco is a non-profit organization that facilitates American companies in South America. Employees, lend me your full attention. Hey, it's Jesus. Your chance of survival increases by following my orders. Your task is simply this. Kill three of your co-workers, or we will kill six others. Hey, all the lines are dead. We need to evacuate the floor. Hey, come on, it's a joke, man. Hey, listen up, everybody. Whoever's doing this, they're having a little fun at our expense.
Stage one, commence. His head exploded from the inside. What? When we start working here, they put tracers in the back of our heads. You must not remove the tag from your body. Follow our directives, or we will detonate the explosive. Begin. I ain't melted at all. Do you know what kind of metal this is? I don't really know. We need to discuss all our options. We do not have the right to take innocent human lives. What are you doing? My wife and kids need me. Stage two, commence. We don't need no more weapons. We need to work together to get the hell out of here. Don't fucking move. In two minutes, we want 30 of you dead. If 30 of you are not dead, we will end 60 of your lives ourselves. I think the trailer kind of explained everything pretty well. Um, it just looks freaky as shit. Like I said, a kind of corporate purge. And it is written by James Gunn, who wrote or kind of wrote and directed uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy. He's done a lot of stuff. He's got a very unique style and a very unique twist on things. And it's a Bloomhouse film who are making all of the best horror right now. They're just making the new ideas. And again, being The Purge was a uh, a Bloomhouse movie too, so it kind of fits in with that sort of their the Bloomhouse style. But I'm excited for this just because it's a different thing, much like I like I said with the Bloomhouse movies, I've seen almost all of them because they're different. And yeah, a lot of them kind of borrow from old types of of horror tropes and ideas, but they're doing new twists on things and so it's it's really fun, it's really cool. Uh and I I'm just I want again, it's it's just a cool new thing. And it's just one of those that like I'd sit there with my you know, my wife and my brother would love to sit there and watch that kind of movie. I think that's how I saw the purge and and, and then I've wanted to, I haven't seen the other Purge movies and I'm kind of ashamed of that because I liked the first one. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's just, and I, and it's not even like a, a glorified violence thing, which it, to a certain degree it is because it's incredibly violent. Obviously, if you got people's heads blowing up and people are trying to get, are trying to kill each other and all this craziness, but it's the execution. It's the filming. It's the way it's the idea. Of all these people trapped in there, and you have, and, and and of course, I'm sure they'll get to the end, and well, no, I can't even say I'm sure they'll get to the end, and they'll find whoever's doing it, and they'll stop them, and all that, because if you've seen any of the Bloomhouse movies, I have yet to see one of those movies where the good guys win. I'm really thinking. I think the only time I can remember that is actually the original Purge. I think that's the only time where technically the good guys win, and it's only technically the good guys win because most of the family survived the night until the purge was over. That's it. That's the only way the good guys won. I think every paranormal activity has ended with the bad guy, with the ghosts won. Every uh, insidious is, you know, the ghosts are still out there. The the monsters are still around. So, yeah, really, Bloomhouse movie, all bets are off on the good guys winning. 
So I'm just going to go with that. So I'm, I want to see how you get there. I bet I, I'll put it, my money on at the end of it. They're going to blow everybody's brains out or something or something crazy like that. I don't know. There's going to be some, some crazy twist ending that's going to make you, uh, you know, you're, you're not going to completely predict it. You might halfway call it, but now I, I went with that one first because also opening on, uh, March 17th, which incidentally is my anniversary. So that's kind of why, I went. <laughs> uh, but is the remake, the live action remake of Beauty and the Beast? which I don't think I really need to describe. It's Beauty and the Beast. Everybody knows Beauty and the Beast. It's an old story. It's a classic Disney movie. They've been doing this. Disney has been going through and doing live action remakes of their classic movies, which I actually recently found out is just because for the most part, a lot of their movies are now falling into public domain because they are so old. They Cinderella and Snow White and Sleeping Beauty. They're remake. They're making these movies in live action now to keep control of the properties essentially because the original animated versions are now in public domain. They can't make any money off of them. So, well, let's make a new version. And yes, Beauty and the Beast isn't actually that old, but they're keeping with that theme of let's keep going. Let's make these classic movies into live action. They did the Jungle Book last year, which was amazing. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix right now. But they're, they've got uh, Aladdin they're redoing. They're, they've got The Lion King they're redoing. But coming up, they've got Beauty and the Beast with Emma Watson, who, if you don't know the name automatically, where have you been? It's Hermione Granger from the Harry Potter movies, which uh, Freeform, which was previously ABC Family, which everybody who has cable knows is basically the home of the Harry Potter marathon just did a Hermione Granger marathon in in honor of Emma Watson being Belle in the new Beauty and the Beast. And all-star cast, I can't go through all of the big names that are in this movie. Um just that it's I'm I'm very hopeful for this. Uh I think some of the reviews some people I think people are looking for 100% nostalgia. It doesn't translate 100% to live action, but I think the way they did the Beast like they made him look like he does in in the original cartoon. The thing is, you look at that and consider that it doesn't totally translate to a live action, real world thing. So don't bitch. But here we go for 2017's Beauty and the Beast. My dear Belle. You're so ahead of your time. This is a small village. You are the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. Nobody deserves it. And it's small-minded as well. But small also means safe. I've come for my father. I will escape, I promise. Look, a girl. Who said that? Hello. You can talk. Hello, of course. It's all he ever does. How lovely to make your acquaintance. Want to see me do a trick? What happens when the last petal falls? 
the Nastel remains a beast forever. And we become antiques. What did you do to it? Nothing. Get out of here! Go! If she is the one who'll break the spell, you must finally learn to love. Have you really read every one of these books? No, some of them are in Greek. True as it can be. So they redid the song with John Legend and Ariana Grande. I'm 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 torn on it because I think she she's one of those singers who over over vocalizes. She does a lot of she just she oversings crap. Um, she's got the voice for the song. John Legend's got the voice for the song. She just exaggerates too much. So I'm, I'm I really don't like the way they did it just because of her. Nevertheless it's still beauty and the beast and it's still it's it's beauty and the beast how can you really there's no other it's it's a classic it's a reason it's a classic there's a reason it's getting remade because it's a great movie and you can call me gay all you want it was a great movie disney it's a disney legendary classic movie again up there with the lion king and aladdin and all of the other disney princesses you know i'm yeah, it, it we came out when I was a kid. Everybody's seen this movie. I think I've watched it a hundred times as a kid. I've got sisters. What can I say? But it's still a great movie. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. My wife, oddly enough, not as excited for it as I am. And I think it's just because she doesn't get excited for remakes. She doesn't, she does not, she doesn't get movie excited. I was like, Hey, it's our anniversary. Do you want to go see Beauty and the Beast? Which, Again, it's it's a dumb idea for us to go see something on opening day. We don't like people. But I was like, hey, we could, you know, bear the crowds and actually go see Beauty and the Beast on our anniversary. She's like, nah, not really. Uh, but I want to see it. One way or another, I want to see this movie. Uh, and let's see, are we wrapping this? Coming to the end. Coming from the, oh my god, you're, you know, what a wuss. You want, what, you want to see Beauty and the Beast. To, oh my god, you're a nerd. And I've talked about it before. Actually, I think I mentioned it the last time I played a Beauty and the Beast trailer. March 24th, we have the Power Rangers movie, which, shut up, yes, I know I'm a nerd. And like I said before, anytime I've talked about it, it doesn't have to be good. It just has to be fun. It's the Power Rangers. It's not an intelligent idea. Come on. It's a bunch of kids that were given superpowers by an alien to fight other aliens who want to destroy the Earth. And they fight in giant robots and fight other giant monsters. 
it's not an intelligent air quotes movie. It's a fun movie. It's an action. It's a teen action movie, but it looks good. It looks like they're doing a really good job. And I don't think they would have gotten the star power they did in this movie if it wasn't good. They've got Brian Cranston playing Zordon. They've got Elizabeth Banks playing Rita Repulsa in fucking terrifying, awesome fashion. So what's to really complain about? It's going to at least be a fun movie. And... Come on, you know the Power Rangers. Come on, you know the Power Rangers. I don't. Ha- it's like Beauty and the Beast. I don't have to describe the Power Rangers to you. But here we go. None of us really know each other, but we were all in the same place when Billy found those coins. What is that? <gasps> You're so weird. What's strong? I'm saying be strong. The answer to what is happening to you is here. You five are the Power Rangers. Any other questions? Are we more like Iron Man or Spider-Man? <laughs> Could you just say something? Anything. Me and four kids found a spaceship buried underground. Whoa! Pretty sure I'm a superhero. What? Our uh, guys? Five little rangers. How oh, cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's cool! Let's go! Like I said, it doesn't have to be fabulous. It doesn't have to be wonderful. It just has to be fun. All that that movie has to accomplish is being fun. And it looks fun. That's it. If you've got explosions and kids having fun blowing up other, you know, using giant robots to fight other giant stuff, it's fun. It doesn't have to be genius. It's never been genius. It's been, It was a cheesy show back in the day. It's a cheesy movie now. And that's not bad. So that is my my final closing of the month. I'm I'm looking forward to to the Power Rangers movie. And I'm going to take one little break this time and I will be right back with my recommended listening. Want to know the story behind Pattern Family? Pattern Family started with a hashtag for indie podcasters. The podcasters who do this for fun and because we're passionate we're not the big podcast you hear about, most likely. We don't have 10 to 15 people helping us with production. But that doesn't mean the quality and content you're getting isn't as good as any of those shows. Is there an area of interest you like talking to people about? Listen to an indie podcast on that topic. The hosts are incredibly reachable. We're basically clamoring to hear from listeners. We're just as much your fans as you are ours. No matter what you're interested in, Pattern Family's got a show for you. Like movies and TV? Check out the Epic Film Guys, the Something Something cast, the Boxers, or the Countdown Movie and TV Review. Do you like comedy? Check out Everyone Has a Podcast, the One Word Go Show, Afterburn 739, Now That I'm Older, Rick and Paul Heal the World, or Off in the Weeds. How about random trivia and fun facts? Check out The Endless Knot, or The Story Behind. Like comic books and geek culture? Check out Geek Yogurt Podcast, or Little Geek Lost. I could go on, and believe me when I say there are a whole lot more where that came from. 
But you can find all these and more by searching the hashtag Potter and Family on Twitter. Sans Pants Radio. I want to be a cowboy. This week's recommended listening once again jumps back into the Sans Pants Radio group with Movie Maintenance, which is kind of a spin-off of the the last one I talked about, Plumbing to Death Star. Whereas Plumbing to Death Star kind of in, uh, investigates, I wouldn't say investigates, uh, discusses rhetorical questions or hypothetical questions based on like movie universes and stuff. Movie Maintenance is basically a fan fiction sort of show where they will take a movie or a an idea and kind of do their little pitch for how to fix a movie or how a particular movie should be made. They've done, they actually did a, an entire pitch on with all of the like Battleship and all these other games, like games and Hasbro properties that were being made into movies. They did a pitch on guess who and turned it into like this, this police noir drama, which was really good, but it's, it's, it it fits the tone and the style that the Sans Pants crew all have because there's always a certain level of humor in their discussions. But with movie maintenance, a couple of the guys are actual playwrights, and so they they really get deep. And these some of these when they go into these stories, they really they flesh them out very well. And it's really, they're just made for great stories. And they're because they're doing kind of fan fiction-y stuff, you're familiar with them. And they've actually done multiple times now, just full Harry Potter strings, which they, they've done on Plumbing to Death Star 2. But they did, for this past November, they did a Harry Potter month where every member of the show did their own pitch for a unique Harry Potter universe spinoff. Everywhere from an animated like Pixar style movie about the Patronuses to, uh, you know, backstories on, but all ex, like outside of the immediate Harry Potter stuff and kind of side Harry Potter universe because of uh, how they're doing Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. They're like, Hey, let's pitch other Harry Potter universe spinoff movies. Um, the one that stuck with me was the, the Patronus Pixar one. It was just a really fun, the way they, they wrote it out was very, was very fun. They did one about, uh, the, the first Australian Quidditch team. And again, they're making this all up, but they, they play this out and they write them very well. And if for no other reason to listen to this show, to go back and listen to the Nightmare on Elm Street pitch, and the Dracula pitch, the the stories they came up with uh, are are I almost cried at the Dracula pitch and the Nightmare on Elm Street and the Nightmare on Elm Street and Dracula the way they wrote them just dug so deep and really churned up these emotions that you're like, what the hell? This is supposed to be Nightmare on Elm Street. This is supposed to be Freddy Krueger. This is supposed to be Dracula. How the hell am I so emotionally attached to this story that they've woven? And actually, uh, I've seen recently that the Dracula pitch they came up with, which was kind of a spin-off, was kind of a take on a 
movie that was supposed to happen and then just died. Uh, the last voyage of the Demeter, which is, if you know the Dracula story, it's the ship that brought Dracula to England from Transylvania. But it was, he basically took that whole bit of the story and spun it into this whole, like, drama kind of mystery. And the, the way it all played out, you just, you won't, like I said, I almost cried at the end of this thing. And so many people, it was, was like just regarded as one of the best like specs they've ever written up. And it was just amazing. If for no other reason, just listen to that one. It gives you the idea of how, the depth that these guys go into. Sometimes they have fun with them. Sometimes they're really serious and do really deep. But the, uh, that particular story that they're the last voyage of the Demeter has actually been turned into a stage play, which he said he kind of wrote it that way, but is actually now being performed because they're in Australia. I think they're, it's being performed in Melbourne, but it's, it's just that that's the, how far they go with it. They write serious, not just like some weird fan fiction, you know, we're going to turn uh, twilight into 50 shades of gray bullshit. They're going to take, a story and they're going to fix it and they're going to really put legitimate thought into how does this story need to be fixed? How, what's a new way to do this thing? And it's, they just do a great job, especially when they've got like a, an established kind of idea about how to like, what is in that world. And it's an established world that has rules. They can work. They know how to work in those rules. Especially with the Harry Potter universe, they've done so many great things with the Harry Potter stories. It's amazing. Uh, and they just recently did one about a wizarding war. And like, what if, and a war, if, what if there was a war between the wizarding world and the human world? And how would that play out? And it's, and they, it's just an amazing thing that they do. It's again, you, you get crushed at the end. I'm going to say it and not to totally spoil it, but I was like emotionally crushed at the end of that story. You get choked up because they really know how to write. These guys know how to write. So, and again, it's because it's a movie themed show today. So I'm going with movie maintenance from Sans Pants Radio at sanspantsradio.com. I know it's been a, it's been a nerdy sort of thing today. And it's all just been movie clips and things. That's why I only just had the one little break there because I had to go from movie trailers to, to something. But it's, I, I just had to nerd out on movies for a week. That's just kind of cause I do that. But that is going to wrap it up for the week. But first I want to do a quick reminder to, as if I don't plug them, throw in a promo every week. Check out hashtag Potter and Family on Twitter, and I actually think they're on Facebook as well, uh, just to try out some new different indie podcasts. That's really what it's about. It's about those independent podcasters like myself who are out there and just trying to get the word out about their shows and and share others who are doing the same thing. And March is kind of hashtag tripod month, where if Obviously, you've made it this far. You do listen to podcasts. At the very least, you listen to mine. Share the the joy you receive from podcasts and podcast shows and the entire thing to those you know who don't listen. 
That's really it. It's about getting new people who have not discovered the amazing world that podcasts can kind of bring to you. Because there are podcasts for everything, whether it's movies or nerd culture or comedy or twisted fiction or true crime or tech, just about anything you could possibly think about. There is a podcast for it. There are over 300,000 active podcasts out there right now. There's a podcast for everything. So find somebody you know who doesn't listen to podcasts and find something for them. Really, you can Google it. Pick a name of us. Pick a thing. Type podcast after it and you will find it. I guarantee you. And I guarantee you there will be more than one. So if you don't like the first one, you can find others. And use hashtag tripod and hashtag Pottern family to find more shows for your friends who don't yet listen to podcasts. Because I think everybody should be listening to podcasts. Not just because I make a couple of them, but because you can pick what you're listening to. You are not at the whim of the programmers of, of the networks and whatnot. Ah, okay, enough ranting about everybody else and myself, I guess. That's going to do it for me this week. Again, you'll find all the trailers. I've got all the trailers for all of the movies that I talked about and their little official plot synopses at deadout.blogspot.com. And you can always get in touch with me on Facebook and Twitter at odddeadout. And there's even a little link there. If you don't remember, there's a little contact page there. Uh, And for anything else, or if you just want to keep it to yourself, you can reach out to me at odddeadout at gmail.com. And until next week, I'm Adam Higgins. Thank you and good night. Good night.